Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. This is Eric Cicada, your host, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. It is great to be back here with you today for the season finale of Loki. I cannot believe that we're back for another season finale. This is our third season finale of a TV show, of a Marvel TV show um, on our podcast already. Yeah, um, unbelievable. I am so proud of that. And our, our series launched Marvel Maniac on January 15th of this year with WandaVision. Which, by the way, WandaVision, it was nominated uh, for a ton of Emmys. What the heck? That is one of, you know, one of my favorite shows of all time um, that I covered on a podcast that I'm super proud of. Just got nominated for a ton, ton of Emmys. I'm, I'm insanely stoked about that. Um, I kind of want to. I want to get it up. Exactly how many? Twenty-three primetime Emmy nominations, including outstanding limited or anthology series. Bravo, Wandavision. Now, last week I did post my Black Widow review episode. It was the most interesting for me review episode to do because I did not have the movie in front of me. I went to go see it in theaters, as I said. So I have that up from last week, and I'm going to say, I will, I'll be honest, my name is Mr. Honest, probably probably not my best episode. I want to I go back and maybe talk about it more, and we're going to do that next week on my after-after show for Loki. We're going to consider it an after-after show for Black Widow 2. So next week, consider it a double feature after after show we're going to talk about everything next week with my great friends dustin and tj fellow marvel maniacs we've had them on before for our after after shows for uh wandavision and falcon and winter soldier so next week um one week from today we are going to be talking loki and black widow separate sections so if you haven't seen one or the other yet most likely you'll have seen loki if you're listening to this podcast more or less and you might not have seen black widow yet if you hadn't seen black widow by next week yet we're going to save that discussion for the latter half of the podcast um so just in case but i i hope you've seen it yet by then because do yourself a favor not 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 to put shade on you do yourself a favor and go see it no spoilers in this episode at all for Black Widow whatsoever. Don't worry. We won't talk about it. All I'll say is go check it out. It was a ride. And um, I'm going to say my review was more of a instant reaction. Instant reaction. It made me emotional, I think. And, um, yeah, I had a lot of memories going into movie Marvel movies over the last... However, since 2008, uh, in high school, from when Marvel Ma- Mar- um, Iron Man came out, Marvel Man, <laughs> Marvel Man, that'll be a, that's a new that's a new one, right? Uh, cringe, <laughs> yeah. Iron Man since Iron Man came out, a lot of memories going to those movies, man. So great, great, great times. All right, Loki. Let's get started. Uh, let's talk about this insane episode. We go in. We go in to the timeline here so we literally start with echoes we start with hearing sam say way to go tic tac we hear dance off from star lord we hear the peggy and uh chris evans we hear the peggy and captain america slow dance song we hear ant-man saying he wouldn't hurt me we hear he's a friend from work (laughs) we hear uh loki say we have a hulk Korg, we hear Korg saying something. And the, and the subtitles you see most of this stuff. It's just 
splattered from the past, right? Over the Marvel Studios opening. So over these, like, sounds of the past, we hear even Greta Thornburg saying, how dare they, which is kind of powerful and epic. But we're just, all, all this crazy stuff we're hearing all at once. Um, and we hear the glorious purpose from last week feels... <laughs> um, we, we are getting pulled back through a galaxy. We hear, we see satellites really fast, and we're getting pulled. We see planets. We see nebulas. Um, we're seeing pretty much the most epic visuals you can imagine. Colors. Um, until we get to the place where Loki and Sylvie are at the end of the timeline. You can literally see the timeline on screen. And there is... Uh, are, are they called nebula, nebulas or um, auroras, borealis? <laughs> I think that's what you call it at the top of the timelines. They're gorgeous. And there they are at the foot of the castle. And we got our title screen, Loki... We have arrived at the uh, end of the void, and our our heroes, Loki and Sylvie, the two Lokis. And the castle is a lot bigger, by the way, than it looked. A lot bigger than it looked at the end. I thought it was going to be maybe a tiny little castle. This place is it's pretty huge. Sylvie asks Loki if she's going to uh, stop him from if he's going to stop her from kicking the door in this time. And he said it never made a difference in the first place. Um, and she's like, if you think it's a bad idea, I'd prefer for you to speak your mind this time. And he says, well, I have nothing to say this time. And this time the door actually opens for them. Uh, so this is a little intimidating. Um, but at this point, my expectation is the exceeding of expectations was pretty good here. I don't know how many of you and I don't remember or if this shot was used as Marvel tends to do. Put shots in the trailer of Loki. This Loki putting his arms up. This Loki in this glorious armor. Right? Um, yeah. We didn't see that shot in the show. I think Marvel wanted us to believe, or wanted anyone really speculating, if anything, to believe, um, the speculators to gather. See, ah, to gather that Loki, there's a Loki at the end of all this. Um, to diverge us from this, who who is this? Who is this man? Who is he who remains? Well, um, it, it can be no other than Kang the Conqueror. Kang, and who is Kang the Conqueror? This is the the. I mean, there are many people theorizing this as well, but it, it would make much more sense in a way, like strategically, and like it, it's almost like ah, like it would be like from the from the. From the perspective from the other shows, like WandaVision, if it was like Falcon and Winter Soldier, not that those are bad shows, but like if this were just a regular freaking TV show that, that had no impact on the rest of the MCU, this would have been just Loki at the end of this thing. But this is this is just a dude, this is not just Loki. This is like a just okay. From uh, everyone else's perspective, this is just another guy, right? Guys, this is this is who is. To, all right, this might just be another actor. This guy's going to play an integral part in the MCU. He he pretty much told us what he's going to do, um, and it it, it it's just, we're just like Sylvie right now. We have to choose to believe him. 
and he's just on this tiny maybe in, in tiny TV show. This show's freaking huge. But I think this King of the Con- this is King of the Conqueror um, that everyone's speaking about. All these theory videos, screen crush, new rock stars. Um, that those are my two guys I shout out. There are a lot of other really big theory um, video uh, YouTube theory video places that I probably could give credit to. Um, but those are the ones that I pop off of the top of my head. I don't really watch that many. Um, and I really do watch Screen Crush, like, first. Um, and I will watch New Rockstar. So I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, and I always throw out the ones I, I do definitely watch. Um, so, but how about that? Um, exceeding expectations. I'm going to cut right back to the one they're walking in leading up to that. Uh, because we have a little lead up to that. We, we, get, an, we get a very creepy interest from Miss Minutes. Hey y'all, you know. She she's so creepy. Uh, <laughs> another thing to think that it's Loki in presenting himself as uh you know, a visual like he 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 can manifest himself. I'm like this is Loki easily. Um this is going to end with a Loki at the end of the timeline. Three Lokis, three timekeepers. I was so ready for that resolution that I was so thrown by the fact that this wasn't a Loki. I was almost so prepared for it to be that that I was so thrown off by this uh, twist. I don't know why. Um, I really liked that. I like the twist in retrospect that it's just nobody. But who that nobody represents, and it's not to spoil anything. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to spoil anything by saying this is Kang the Conqueror. But you can theorize that it's Kane the Conqueror very easily by saying this man will fight many wars and many wars, um, and what he will do to get. We will talk more and more about this because I want to. I want to get through the points. We're gonna get right there. Um, there's not many scenes. There's not a lot in this episode, but dialogue about this guy, <laughs> in a way. Um, and rightfully so, because if they're going to introduce a whole new character, a whole new prospect behind this thing, the Oz behind this Wizard of Oz fantasy world, and actually have their have Oz exist and know Dorothy find her way home, ru- ruby red slippers. There's no, there is no place like home. <laughs> actually, there is. <laughs> Loki can actually go home, man. And think about it, Loki can go back. Um, this exists. Loki and Thor will meet again. How we will the shine, the sun will shine on us again, brother. Is that what Loki says, um, dude? This is just this episode. It was insane. Um, it, it the the possibilities it opens up uh, are astronomical, and it's just a, it's just a TV show. You cannot say it's just a TV show anymore these days after this. This is huge. And this is literally groundbreaking, opening up the realm of the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Literally, this is the Multiverse of Madness. This is how we get that. And I've been saying that for a while. Sylvie started those tiny strands when she broke, got some of the Loki variants. Maybe, and if I'm wrong now, let's think here, right? That's how the Loki variants got there in Lament, not Lament, in the last episode. We got all those Loki variants from the last few episodes, last episode at the same time. Count them, right? Or even all those other Loki variants, including uh, President Loki, all those Loki variants. 
They all got there. You know, I don't know because they didn't catch them all. I don't know. It's so interesting, but the timeline is completely, completely everywhere. Multiversal madness now at the end of this episode. We're skipping everywhere because this episode was nuts, and um, <laughs> I can't keep myself contained. Um, when Loki and Sylvie enter the place, Miss Minutes tells them that he is in press, and they ask them who. He who remains. He created all he controls all and in the end it is only he who remains Ms. Minutes <laughs> did he tell you to speak like this? Uh, and, and even he says later are you still, she's still calling me that? Ah, that's still kind of cool you know she, and, he, and, and he, she says that he can put you back in the timeline in a way that won't disrupt things you know the TVA can keep doing its vital work and you can live the lives that you've always wanted to live Ms. Bennett tells Loki that he will win the Battle of New York against the Avengers, and that uh, that's not it. He will kill Thanos and take the Infinity Gauntlet. It's his. And as for Sylvie, um, all those years on the run, no more. She will wake up tomorrow with a lifetime of happy memories. And Loki says they're going to make their own uh they're going to make their own future. It's just, that, that is all mumbo-jumbo. They don't believe it. It's fiction, uh, is what Sylvie says. It's fiction. And Loki says, we write our own destiny now. I love that. But it's... that. See, that is the problem. That firm stance there is so challenged, this episode, by he who remains. Sylvie and Loki enter the castle very slowly. It's very dramatically shot. It, it takes a long time for them to get in. And, you know, there's a lot of tension. You really are dying to know what's going to happen. And there's three statues. Uh, one statue is completely shattered on the floor. I don't know if this is symbolic of anything. I don't know if um, maybe something will happen in an alternate timeline here in another movie. I don't know. There's This could be a phase... A whole phase uh, or two worth of shit that can happen in like these areas, like the uh, pl- the planet in which Peter Quill grabbed the Power Stone, you know, like time travel stuff. And then the, uh, Loki asked, "How can we know that this guy's even alive?" Um, but then, like an elevator door rings, and uh, the door starts to open, and they. When just at that moment, the elevator pops open and a man in his 30s uh, with a purple cloak and an apple. He's very charismatic and he, he's got a big grin on his face. He he pops out of this elevator and he has all the answers. He says, this is wild. There are two of you. Same person. I mean, it's a little unnatural, but, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's, he's just... First, you're thrown off by him. I'm thrown off by him. Um, I'm like, who is this guy? And then Loki gives you the same thing. He's like, you're just a man. Uh, and Sylvie says, he who remains. And uh, he replies, he who remains. She still calls me that. That's creepy, right? I like it. I like it too, actually. And Loki and Sylvie just kind of stare at him in bewilderment, just like I am. Uh, we're all, you know, it's... it's it's not underwhelming. It, at first, I didn't know he was Kang. You don't realize it. It's kind of. It takes a little bit. He says, not what you're expecting, hmm? Dude, and he's eating an apple. He's very confident. You get a little bit of what this guy can be, the villain he will become. But this guy's worn out. This guy's been here forever. 
It's actually in the elevator uh, when Loki says, you're just a man, and on the man says, flesh and blood, a little bit disappointing, and then Sylvie says, no, easier to kill, and that's when he just pulls the dodge on her, and he's laughing, he's right behind her, and then he's behind her again, and she slashes, and he's behind her again, and he's on the ceiling, basically. Well, he's on the ceiling, Loki looks at her, I assume he's on the ceiling, because he's just everywhere, he could be on the ceiling. He's at the uh, elevator when they get at the top. <laughs> they, they look at each other. They, they don't know what they're dealing with here. The guy has espresso, apparently. This guy's living good in this palace. I'll say that. He's basically a magician. I gotta say his room, his office, looks mighty like Doctor Strange's. The window's in it. Doctor Strange's observatory. Uh, I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if it's a version of it. There's some, stoof, there's some stuff written on a... Um, chalkboard in the background like an equation or something i don't know what that is he's a scientist from the year 3000 13th century um by the way so he says long time ago but he mentions 13th century so i mean it's not that it's it's he's from the future um and he's freaking around with the uh, quantum realm which has already been messing around with plenty in the 2000s our time um in the mcu this guy, <laughs> this mofo, <laughs> this guy pretty much, Kang, he's just screwing around with multiverse. He's shaking hands. I love the way he describes it. This pretty much, it explains everything. If you, we, could just, we could just talk about this all day. Uh, but I want to get into the, <laughs> I, I, I really want to get into this quick, awesome scene here. Um, because first we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll mention that, Sylvia and Loki, they take a seat at the man's desk, and then we're, we're in Ravona's office. And this is a great, great moment. Um, <laughs> Ravona's like, I said, I wasn't to be disturbed. And uh, Mobius is like, you're not going to be happy to see me. He's back. I'm like, oh, man, it's about to go down right now. And if anyone is ever going to make it back to the void, it was going to be you. And he says, oh, well, you know, one man's void is another man's piece of cake. Dude, how great is Owen Wilson here? Now, I know some people... Some sarcastically, some not so sarcastically. They wanted to see this man on a jet ski by the end of this episode. Now, hear me out, people. Loki just got confirmed for a season two. How great is that? At the end of this post-credits, there was a post-credits. There wasn't many post-credits, right? The post-credits was Loki's confirmed for season two, right? That's what I got for a post-credits. Um, the post-credits we got was Loki is confirmed for season two. And it's not much, but it's something. And that's pretty great. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I hope you're excited about that. That's a pretty big deal. I don't know what that means for Kang. I, I don't know if that means anything. It, it probably means everything for Kang. Um, but as there's, there's lots of versions of him. Um, so there could be multiple Kangs. We don't know what's happening here. <laughs> uh, this, this is insanity, so... Ravana asks Mobius if, she, if he's going to prune her, and he tells her that his standards are higher. She says that I couldn't let you ruin our mission, and he says, what mission? Are, are, the timekeepers are fake, and we're all variants. <laughs> what freaking mission, you know? And he says, I, she says it can't have been for nothing, and that's why I had to prune you. And then she tries to radio somebody in on him and betray him again. Uh, but that's when we find out that Mobius and Hunter B-15, the wonderful Hunter B-15, uh, have figured out a plan to get all the guards back. So in this universe, I, I hope this 
isn't just this story doesn't end. This is the year 2018. We they go back to Fremont, Ohio. Um, we get the original Ravana, and she is a teacher. And I guess this is what B15 has been doing. She has been introducing guard by guard <laughs> to the real Renslayer, and that convinces the, each guard. So then they get like an army of guards back, and that's how they take down the TVA. It's pretty sick. I really like that. So we go back next to the big meeting, the meeting of the time, <laughs> the meeting of time. <laughs> And uh, he tells them it's been a long journey for you, hasn't it? A lot of running, a lot of pain. He's just talking to Sylvie. And then he says, Loki, and then you. You're a flea on the back of a dragon. <laughs> In for one hell of a ride. But you did manage to hang on. That's good. <laughs> I guess that counts for something. And uh, Loki says, I'm not sure you understand the situation. You've lost. We found you. And um, Kang says, of course you did. So he goes to agree with them, and this is when Sylvie goes right at him with the sword at this moment, and he does zoom away. So this is where we, we get this impression that he is all-powerful, and he has this edge over them, because at this exact moment, he pulls out these concept, these drafts of conversation that they're about to be having with him. So there's this intimidating factor about him, but like, I think there's something... There is the true factor of we are not listening to the warnings in a way about all the other variants of him. And I don't know if technically he is the worst version of himself, like he's saying, like he's warned them of, or there are other worst versions. But he's telling them he's seen it all, and everything that they've done, like on Lamentis, every step you took to get here, Lamentis, the void, he paved the road. And he says this very definitively. And he looks them both in the eye, and he says, you, you just walked down it. And I mean, this is a huge, huge moment. This shakes them both to the core. Uh, because we all been on this journey with them. I don't know if he's telling the truth either uh, at this moment. I don't know how he, they could have, he could have possibly paved Sylvie's road. I just don't understand that. You could have... You can't get changed by the journey. Uh, this is what he says here. I'm going to go back. I have to read what he says. You know you can't get to the end until you've been changed by the journey. He's so cocky because he does know the stuff it needs to happen to get us all in the right mindset to finish the quest. <laughs> I like him, though. He's freaking awesome. Uh, and look, he says it's all a game. It's, a, it's all a manipulation. And he says, interesting, and that's uh, where your head goes to. The I mean, a master manipulator. And uh, she's, he says, Sylvie, you think you can trust this guy? And Loki says, don't listen to him. Do you think you're even capable of trusting anyone at all? Like, he's trying to drive a wedge between them. And, you know, I will say that this may be the worst version of this guy because he's driving a wedge between them and he's doing everything he can to bargain with them. And then at the end, he just gives them the keys and lets, lets her kill him. I, I, but that is because he's so confident that he will come back in another form. He is so sure that he is destined to remain on top. He is so positive that that will happen. He's 100%. And that's, I guess that is kind of scary. And that's what makes him an ultimate fear uh, 
mindfuck villain. I don't mean to say that, but it's it's it, this really makes you think, like this this breakdown of how he got here, how he will come back um, when he goes. Uh, it's interesting. It's circles and circles. Mobius says, I think people already hear a little truth now that the TVA is a lie. And uh, Ravana says, what if it's necessary? Someone created the timekeepers, this whole place, to give us a purpose. I have to believe they had a reason. And Mobius says, no, because I've seen the horror waiting for the people uh, when they get pruned, and there's nothing necessary about that. And she says, you know what that happened if they didn't prune the timeline? Chaos, death, and Moby says free will. And Ravana is just like startled. She says, only one person gets free will, the one in charge. Uh, he who remains. We, we know what he looks like now, so we, get, we just think of him uh, instantly because we were just with him. Mobius mutters, friends across time, allies to the end. And um, yeah, like he says that very sarcastically. And then he says, then you sent me to die. What happened to you? And she says, nothing, Mobius, I didn't change. And he says, you didn't change, you betrayed me. And she says, you betrayed me. I looked out for you, hung my neck out for you, and you suffer a crisis of faith and turn to those variants. Eons of friendship. And you threw it all away on a couple of Lokis. She says, no, Mobius, I didn't betray you. He tells Ravana that we can't give away people's free will. And she opens a time door. And he tells her that we can do something better together. He says he's not going to let her go. He, he activates the uh, the baton. And uh, Ravana says, even with that, you stand no chance. You're no danger to me. And uh, <laughs> he's like, is that what you think? And he takes a good shot at her. And she puts him right on the ground. like. And uh, he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's really good. I love him. He's just my favorite. It's just good to know that there's going to be a season two of this. This is a good show. I love all the Marvel shows so far, but this one, it brought me more more laughs, uh, probably the most joy um, of them all. And I, I know, you know, all of them did. All of them did. Um, and he, so Mobius asked Ravana, where are you going to go? And she says, in search of free will. And... He looks kind of relieved that she's gone. Um, he who remains is now leaning on his desk in front of Loki and Sylvia, and he says, I understand your moral objections to what the TVA does. The man said he never intended like for it to be so strict, but the TVA is necessary, and uh, everything burns at the in the end, something like that. And uh, Loki says, well, why were you so, what were you so afraid of? And uh, he says, me. And uh, Sylvie says, who are you? He replies that he's been dubbed many names by many people. Uh, ruler, a conqueror, ah, a conqueror there. He remains a jerk. But it's not as simple as a name. So then he circles his finger on the temp pad on his wrist, and this little liquid pops out on the desk, and it shows his representation of him. He says, eons ago, before the TVA... A variant of myself on Earth lived in the 31st century, so that's about the year 3000, right? He was a scientist, and he discovered that there were universes stacked on top of his own. Okay? At the same time, other versions of us were learning the same thing. Naturally, they made contact, and for a while, there was peace. Narcissistic, narcissistic self-congratulatory peace. I love your shoes, I love your hair, oh man, nice nose, thanks man. 
etc. They share technology and knowledge using the best of their universes to improve others, the others, right? However, not every version of me was so pure of heart. To some of us, new worlds meant only one thing, new lands to be conquered. Uh The peace peace between realities erupted into all-out war, each variant fighting to preserve their universes and annihilate the others. So, yikes. This is almost the end, ladies and gentlemen, of everything and everyone, he says. So Sylvie says, and then the timekeepers came along and saved us all. (laughs) He starts to pray. (laughs) And then uh, he says, no, this is where we branch off from that dogma. (laughs) We diverge from it. And uh, (laughs) I love this actor, by the way. Jonathan Majors. And if you go on his IMDb page, there's no spoilers at all. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. He will be playing Kang the Conqueror in the year 2023. So if Loki Season 2 comes up before that, we will maybe get some more lead into that movie. Where he will be playing Quantum Mania. (laughs) He will be playing King the Conqueror. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) um, Anyway, so he says that first variant encountered a creature created from all the terrors and reality capable of consuming time and space itself. A creature... You both know Eliath. Uh, so they got rid of it. Bingo. I harnessed the beast power and began experimenting on it. I weaponized Eliath and I ended the multiversal war. So the multiversal war was just all between different versions of Kang. That's sick. Um, that's very cool. Is Eliath then like the source of power to all the energy of like the... Um, the weapons and stuff and everything the powers of TVA so uh, anyway he here remains a Kang he says once I isolated time all I had to do was manage the flow of it and prevent any further branches hence the TVA hence the timekeepers and highly efficient bureaucracy hence ages and ages of cosmic cosmic harmony he's just and he tells them if you think I'm evil just wait till you meet my variants you know, I, I don't know if he's lying here. I'll, I'm going to be straight. I don't know if, like, he's the version that is, like, technically the worst. Or for, but, like, that can't be true because we're going to get another version of him in the multiverse. But, like, I, I, probably every version is really bad. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how this works. He's This is just the drained, old, worn-out version of him. Um, so, he says... You may hate the dictator, but something far worse is going to fill that void if you dispose of him. We'll see. We'll see. I've lived a million lifetimes. I've gone through every scenario. This is the only way, he says. The TVA, it works. Or you're a liar, Sylvie says. Loki asks if he's going to continue to just prune innocent timelines and he says no you two would it would be your job now and the both of you can you have two options you can start doing it you can take my job or you can kill me 
and you can just let the multiverse of madness go crazy. I keep calling it that. Nobody calls it that but me, except for me and the title of Doctor Strange. But that's technically what it is. Um, and he and Loki has why? Why would you let us kill you? And he literally just says, "I am tired, dude." <laughs> well, man, and he says, "Buddy, I'm tired." Uh, I'm older than I look. Uh, this game is for the young and the hungry. He's gone through a lot of scenarios trying to figure out who could take over for him, but it's definitely the two of them. Sylvie says you treated real people's lives like some kind of game. She really means this to his... And he says it's not personal, it's practical. And she says it was personal to me. And then he says, grow up, Sylvie. He screams it at her. He's like, we're all villains here. We've all done horrible, terrible, horrific things. He says, now we have a chance to do good by them. Something overcomes him at this moment, and the camera goes really close in on him, and he he literally changes. Everything changes about him, his demeanor. Uh, he, he, he loses his shit, and he says, I fibbed. <laughs> he thought, I fibbed earlier when I said, I know how everything's going to go. From this point on, I knew everything up to a certain point, but now I don't. From this point on, I don't know anything uh, that's going to happen. From this point on, I have no idea. <laughs> so, you see the branches on this timeline outside the castle. It's it's very pretty, uh, but it's, you know, it's cool. They're just branching off. And <laughs> he's like, I'm being candid. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> he's losing it. And he's like, he's almost like, he's like, it's beautiful. And uh, this is Loki's like, this is what happens at the end of time. <laughs> and now you're just going to sit here with all that freedom and let us decide your fate? And he's like, yes, yes, take over. And my life works continues. Or you plunge a blade in my chest and an infinite amount of me start another multiversal war. And I just end up right back here anyways. He says, no lies, no manipulation. And he looks at his temp pad and... He takes it off his wrist. He puts it on the desk and he looks at it and he says, I love this. I love all this honesty. And he just looks at it and he stares at it. And he says, feels like a fresh start. Yeah, he's very um, lethargic right now, Kang. This is old, tired Kang. He won. And this is, um, this is where Loki and Sylvie start to differ opinions. Sylvie lunges at Kang with the sword, and, you know, he's not going by Kang yet. I probably shouldn't be calling him that, but whatever. Everyone is going to be doing it by tomorrow. Might as well. And Loki holds her back, and she pushes against him, and he tells her he might be right. Let's talk about it, you know? She says, what if, what if we finish what we started here? He says, I'm a liar, and I don't think he was lying. Not about that. He says, maybe we should think about it. And she asks, what is there to think about? And he says, remove the dictator. And what is there that fills the void? And then Sylvie says, you want the throne. He says, no, that's not it. And she says she doesn't believe him. And he says everything's in the balance. And he, he just believes what he's saying is true. And he says, what if by taking him out, we realize some, unleash something even worse? I believe that too. And he says, I'm suggesting we just take a minute to think about it. It's a good idea, Loki, for once. 
I promise you from my heart, this isn't about a throne. She says, what was I thinking about trusting you? Loki says, can't you see that this is bigger than our experience? And Sylvie says, why aren't you seeing this the same way? And Loki says, because you can't trust and I can't be trusted. And this is where the fight begins. Um, She says, I guess we're in a pickle. And he says, Sylvie, wait. And she goes right at him uh, with a lunge directly to him. She swipes at Loki, who backs her up. Sylvie deftly ducks his blade and lands a spinning kick before using her magic to throw him into a wall, which cracks beneath him. As Sylvie approaches Kang, uh, Loki uses magic to throw a chair at her. And she falls, deflecting it. Loki runs in front of her, conjuring his braid just in time to stop hers. She swings her sword at him, and he sways to push her back right on front of the desk. He positions his sword at her throat, and he says, maybe he's lying, maybe he's not. The cost of getting this wrong is too great. And she says, fine, do it. Kill me and take your throne. No, he says, that's not what what he wants, Sylvie. Gosh, it's such a Loki move. Uh, Sylvie is such a Loki. (laughs) Sylvie makes Loki disappear before drawing her sword back. And in slow motion, she starts swinging it at the man, uh, a.k.a. Kang. And Loki appears in front of Sylvie with no sword. And he says, Sylvie, stop. Please stop. Very calmly. This This is the great move. This is a great move. No sword. Defenseless such a good move because what does he have here he, he says I've been where you are I felt how you feel don't ask me how I know and he says all I know is I don't want to hurt you and I don't want a throne I just want you to be okay isn't that so sweet and then they kiss and the moment happens and people can be like upset about this maybe weird moment but it's beautiful to me I think it's great. I love it, love it, love it. They're not they're not the same person. She says, but I'm not you. And then with a small blast of magic, she sends them through a time door into the TVA. Loki rushes back to the, tor- to the portal, but it vanishes before he can reach it. She kind of doomed him here. <laughs> you didn't go back here by choice. <laughs> Silly didn't know. Kang says incredible. And... Yeah, so this is where Sylvie gets her redemption, and she throws the desk aside, and he's laughing at her, and she says, aren't you going to beg for your life? And she stabs him in the chest with her with her blade, and he says, see you soon. Yikes, 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 yikes. Creepy, um, yet also awesome and uh, amazing, because... I love this type of stuff. What is this setting up? We're going to see this guy uh, do some wickedly disgusting stuff in time travel shenanigans. Uh, And where are we going to see Sylvie? She's still around. We get a view of the branches of timelines outside of the window over the dead Kang. Um, The timelines are going crazy at this point. You can see them outside the window. And they're just crossing each other like rapidly 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 and then we cut back to the TVA and we see Mobius and B-15 looking at the monitor and Mobius says no turning back now and she says who said anything about turning back and they both say it's her head and at the time at the monitor and he says for all time and she says 
for always. She says always. Um, but it's uh, for all time always. That's the name of the episode. I love that. Um, in the time theater, we have Loki sitting there still. And he's just distraught. He, he's, he misses Sylvie. He, um, he didn't choose this. He's heartbroken and... He's probably still processing everything. And then he realizes, I'm guessing, that he can go find Mobius. He can go maybe get a thing uh, from a locker and go find Thor. He probably realizes he has power now or of some sort for some time. Maybe he can go do something. I don't know. Something overcomes him. And he gets up and he runs. Um, the first first instinct is to go to Mobius uh, and he does find he does eventually find Mobius right and he uh, they're monitoring a temp head and it's really well set up here and uh, he says there's 63 new branches in this unit alone B-15 says does he want to sell out a small all branch and Loki says we can't and Loki tries to explain to them it's done Mobius we made a terrible mistake and she says what's done we free the timeline. We found him beyond the storm. A citadel at the end of time. He's he's terrifying. He planned everything. He says uh, he's seen everything. He knows everything. It's complicated. And uh, he says someone has come. Like count, countless different versions of a very dangerous person, and they're all set on war. We need to plan. He says. Uh, and Moby says, "Take it easy. What division are you? And what are you talking about? What's your name?" And. <laughs> This is this is the uh, messed up part, okay? But the very best part. Um, this is where you get an awesome ending. Uh, I don't know, man. Chills, chills, chills. We get a new statue at the center of the TVA. It's one statue, one lone statue. It is of that man. Um, he's wearing a very particular outfit. It's it's a, he who remains. Uh, he is very stoic in his in his standing. Uh, it is very very um, regime-like and I will say you Google King the Conqueror do a firm Google search on that you line those two up with that statue and that man is wearing the outfit of that of that, of that comic book character um, that is King the Conqueror that is sick um, yeah very exciting very exciting and that is the end of the episode and we don't get a post credit scene the thing we get here is Loki will return uh, for season 2 and that is pretty dang good and pretty dang exciting for me I don't know about you uh, Loffus and Loki will return in season 2 oh my gosh so this this, this show um, this series Loki was in my opinion, fantastic. It told a great story and transformed this character from Avengers that from that character from Avengers one at the end of that movie into a whole new guy. And as I've seen in comments before, maybe let's let's think of like the journey this guy went on and maybe him coming straight out of those series of events. Maybe the PTSD of him getting beat up by the Hulk, jumping right right into all this, um, give has given him that, like, humanity. Because what did they do to him after after all this? 
in the sacred timeline, they put him in a cell in Asgard for how long? Well, I don't know. If you're looking at real lifetime, which technically the MCU follows, probably about a year and a half. <laughs> Loki was just sitting down in that cell. I, I could see him right now with his long hair and his sadness. Um, yeah, he didn't wasn't doing too good down there. That's what made him tell his mom those mean things and probably send him down that darker path of, um, you know, being a kind of a dick up and through uh, Ragnarok <clears throat> where he redeemed himself and then died in Infinity War. So we get to see one of the best characters in the MCU villains, might I say, redeem himself as a character. And I was asking my audience and anyone in the audience how 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 can they do this to this character how can they do this for this character especially in this state coming right out of avengers one which i just watched and we watched him murder all these people natasha romanoff our wonderful black widow just told the guy too directly to his face or just told thor her his brother in the, in the movie preceding the events uh <laughs> the events that you know following this uh, series you know uh, she was like he, he just murdered hundreds of like all these people uh, you know at the, at, the, at the event at the beginning of the movie destroying the shield base and uh, he's like we barely talk <laughs> like I mean, barely like distant relatives but there's you know there's this to say that um, he was under the control of the mind stone when he had the scepter and I just like the look of Loki with the scepter, by the way. I'm playing Fortnite, when I, and I just use that skin with the scepter. Love it. And twitch.tv slash Mr. Honest Podcast, by the way. If you'd like to come see me, Fort as Loki. I don't use the skin all the time. Say you're from Marvel Maniac. That's always me on there. I'm Mr. Honest. Come check it out. That's my little advertisement for this episode. Um, anyway... I really, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep raving about this. Let's let's bring the let's bring the conversation over to um, Reddit.com/slash Marvel Studios. Our Marvel Studios. This is my place, my main fix uh, to go to after the show um, for just discussions. So I like to come here and get some aftertakes. Um, so Gorilla Pete said, so the multiverse war, multiverse war was really just a bunch of Kangs trying to conquer each other. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, MTF replied, apparently so, sh apparently so shit just got real. Yes. This is where the fun begins. Said Kang, the time Lord. Ooh, Kang said that himself. I like that. Um, Tommy K said, so they've already announced Kang for Ant-Man and the Quantum Mania in 2023. Having him show up two years early makes him the new big bad, yeah? Uh, Tommy K said that. Uh, River Jumper 84 replied, different versions of him, yeah, such a cool idea. Dude, that is so cool. Dude, I love that. Um, I, I hope um, my audience doesn't mind me going to get these ideas from uh, Tommy K and River Jumper off of Reddit to bounce off ideas. This is just a little, a little thought jumping, and it's cool because I like, I like the kind of people at Reddit. Um, I like, I like gathering. Uh, Marvel, Marvel saying saving casting money by making the same actor play different roles. You know, uh, six. I don't know nine. <laughs> Clever name. I don't know if I agree with that because multiverse is fantastic. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this: How are we gonna get out of not getting more Iron Man RDJ and 
Chris Evans and you know I know we've completed their stories are the multiversal versions of them just going to be different variants actors um, or are we not going to even touch that because we're breaking multiversal walls so we're going to see that there's other heroes it's just there conquer he said it yeah he did say it he did say the thing he says conqueror he does he says it um Val, uh, Valar Pizzeri said that um world in my eyes says I became uh the Leo painting meme at that moment dude I I, I actually felt really validated at that moment because I wasn't I wasn't sure what that what what who this guy really was, and I'd forgotten that there was an actor confirmed to be Kang. And when he said that, it just one hundred percent confirmed to me. Oh, that's Kang! I had completely forgotten um, that there was there was gonna be a Kang. Uh, like there was an actor confirmed to be him, and and I only knew of Kang. Right? I knew there was gonna be a Kang confirmed, but I, I didn't know the actor. So I only knew the iconic look of Kang the Conqueror. The blue face, the purple, the outfit. So when I'd expect to see Kang, I expect the comic booky look. So I didn't expect just a guy. I didn't know what like I didn't know any particular dude. So he had purple on him, right? But I, I didn't even connect that. I just didn't expect. So um, once he said conqueror, that rung a bell. Um, it's very true, dude. Oh, very cool. Uh, those mad lads actually did it. Guitar three fifty four said they brought in Kang and season two confirmed. Holy shit! Seeing Mobius now, not no Loki was super sad though. Holy crap! Yeah, that had my emotions on a not so quickly. Tom deserves recognition for his acting. That no mid fight was packed with so much emotion. Damn, give me season two. Uh, yes, I agree. Give me season two. Give me season two. It's insane. The multiverse is crazy, and we are spiraling out of control. Kane the Conqueror. I don't know much about him at all. I, I know he is extremely badass. I know he's a time travel villain in the comic books. And you can do your fair share of Wikipedia or YouTube searching. There, there's plenty out there. I'm not going to be the one to deliver your your history on him uh, because I'm not that guy. I'm like the MCU nerd, so uh, I want to know. I want to know what's going on on screen, and then maybe you guys can fill me in. MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com. Let us know your theories. Let us know what you think of the season Loki. I want to know your thoughts. We are going to do an after-after show for Loki next week. We're going to talk about everything, uh, our, our theories for the next season. We're going to talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite moments. Um, I really love these after-after shows with my friends, and we're going to try and format it a little bit better next time. So it's going to be a little more sectionalized, I think, and we're working on it. We're, we're having so much fun with this podcast, and I'm going to do it. As long as Marvel is making stuff this good, Marvel, keep it up. And literally, I, I can't wait to see what's to come. This sets up so much. They can make so much out of this. Uh, and if they keep going at this rate, we are set as fans forever. <laughs> uh, please don't mess this up. <laughs> So before we go, I want to go over the Marvel slate. We're moving out of a series today, and that is always fun, but always kind of like, maybe for the listener, like, what are we going to do next? This is my podcast for this show. Is this show going to go on? Yes, it is. It is. This is Marvel Maniac. We're not just here for Loki. We love Loki. We'll always talk about Loki. We'll come back to Loki season two, of course. Um, we're going next officially, and it's only a few weeks after 
the ending of Loki. So the next show is what if Marvel's what if August 11th, 2021, that is the most Marvel thing we could be covering. And I couldn't be more excited to be covering every episode of that. Each episode is a different story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we get Guardians of the Galaxy stories, Iron Man. Uh, if Iron Man was saved by Killmonger at the beginning of Iron Man, so like, what if Killmonger had the help of Tony Stark before Tony Stark became Iron Man? Like, what? The whole MCU would be changed. So literally, Loki and Sylvie, um, they changed the multiverse so much that this series was created. <laughs> and the multiverse is broken. And uh, I think this show was created because of it. And literally, this show is already considered, I say literally, literally so much, I'm acknowledging it now, and my ums and my ums. I'm working on verbal fillers. I'm acknowledging all this. <laughs> I'm a Marvel maniac, and I'm also a self-conscious person. Uh, <laughs> uh And we got Hawkeye later in 2021 as well. There's no confirmed date for that, but that's most likely going to be September or October uh, and latest November. But we have Miss Marvel in in also this year, so I, I would I would guess that's going to be in like November or December, right? Um, as far as movies go, next month. We got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on September 3rd. So we are going to be probably going to get that during our airing of What If series. So we're going to have a lot of Marvel coming up. And then Eternals towards the end of the year at November 5th, right before Thanksgiving. And then right, right before the year ends, unless they push it back which I don't think they're going to do. I'm surprised we don't have a trailer yet. I'm assuming the trailer's not here yet because of the multiverse stuff in this Loki series. On December 17, 2021, to end out our year, we are going to get Spider-Man No Way Home. And that's with Sony. Can I get a hell fucking yes? Are we are we serious? Are we seriously getting a new Spider-Man movie this year? I, I cannot wait. I couldn't be more thrilled to be here with you at Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. I have the chills, and I want to talk all night and uh, into the day with you. But I also have plenty of more episodes to be able to do that. And... Last week's Black Widow episode, like I said, I want to I want to go back and touch that a touch back on Black Widow because I loved the movie. I would love to re-see it, rewatch it again, take more notes, and I think that movie deserves more. A lot, there's a lot more to say about it, and uh, like I said, there's no spoilers at all for that here, so I'm not going to say anything more about that. Um, but if you uh, listen to that episode um, and you, you feel like I, you didn't get enough t- uh, combo for me about that, let's let's talk a little bit more about it and, le- and let's get your thoughts on all of this marvelmaniacpod at gmail.com at marvelmaniacpod on twitter if you'd like to donate uh to the show it's paypal.me slash mr honest podcast will be the best place to do it right now uh and everything goes right back into the show never expected completely appreciated um and we would love to see you next week for our after after show for Loki and Black Widow consecutively. We will see you then. And until then, Avengers, disassemble.